everybody, and welcome to the Celebrity Death School podcast. My name is Bethany. I am your host, and after a very long absence, I am happy to announce the return of my co-chair, Brad. What's up, Brad? Hello. How are you all? It's good to be back. Good to be back. A lot Um, has happened since I took my leave of absence. He's been gone for, you've been gone for a really long time because um, if, if, anybody has listened you guys know that last episode I had a guest sit in Tracy thank you Tracy for hanging out with me um but that was because you were super busy Brad you had a lot going on and obviously we wanted to put some stuff together and there was big things going on so it's nice to have you back it's been a very long time since you and I chatted um a lot has happened it's the end of the year so this is either going to be an incredibly long episode, um, or we may end up chopping it into a couple of episodes because we have that much stuff to cover. So um, as I said, it's the end of the year. We're getting to the end of the year. Um, we've got folks that, I mean, for the most part, we'll get into the game stuff at the end, um, but for the most part... The points really haven't changed a a whole lot as far as the standings are concerned. People that were in first, second, third place, respectively, have all really pretty much stayed there. Remind us who's in first. Um, So in first place is Beth. um, And in second place is me. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, That is a first time for me. I've never, in most years, I don't even get on the board. So um, this is very much uh, an unusual place for me. Um, and then in third place, I believe it's a tie between you and my buddy, Paul. So, All right. yeah. So, um, so again, the points, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later, but for the most part, it's all, it's pretty much locked up. Um, even if we had some big, huge, major point death between now and the last couple of days of the year, it's probably not going to shake too much around, but now what, what got Beth in the first, is it one big one or is it just a, she got a lot of names and that put her in first. No, she actually was the first person on the board at the very beginning of the year. Um, Khalees husband, Khalees is, um, an R and B star who is most famously known for my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Okay. So her husband was diagnosed with, cancer but unfortunately I don't remember what kind and he passed away right at the beginning of the year Beth was the only one who had him and is he a a celebrity he He is a celebrity he is um I believe he's a producer record guy person Mm -hmm. I don't know him I don't know him but um okay it was I can definitely tell you it was reported on TMZ okay and Actually, you know what? One of the questions that we got in our mailbox, which again, we will get to this in a little bit, a little bit later, is somebody wrote in asking, how do we define a celebrity? And we do have um, a definition of how that works. So we will, we will get into that in a little bit. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I want to do a little bit of a recap. I want to do an end of year review. I want to talk about what we think 2023 is going to look like. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's interesting. So we are, I almost said we're filming this, but we're recording this on December 27th. And um, we have talked many years, many times in the past about how the end of the year is often very fast and furious and things come quick and you have a lot of shocking deaths at the end of the year. And on my memories, it popped up that Carrie Fisher, this is the anniversary of her death. And so that was just one of those other reminders that it's like, yeah, I mean, like anything can happen between now and the end of the year. So you just never really know what's going to go on. So let's talk about Let's talk about, let's go with the easy stuff first. So we had a lot of people die. Who who were you least shocked by this year? Well, this was an unusual year because there were so many people that passed. I mean, I put my list together. I'm down to 26 people that passed this year. And I didn't even put everybody on this list because there were names I saw online that I don't know who that is. So I'm not even going to count them. But the one that I was not surprised was Queen Elizabeth. It was probably the biggest. 
-hmm. that got the most coverage. But I wouldn't surprise. I mean, 96, you know, I think I had her on my list for a few years. A bunch of other people did. Right. You know, I I had Prince Philip last year. He passed away. And I kind of thought, you know what? It's probably not long before she passes away. So that's the one I was least surprised with. Yeah. I you? I, you know what? I probably have to agree with that. Um, it's funny because when Tracy and I were talking about it, we both kind of said that it's like we were surprised that we were surprised um, because it is one of those. She is 96. You know, I mean, eventually you do run out of birthdays. It is going to catch up with you. It's, you know, nobody lives forever that I'm aware of. Um, so it was really only a matter of time. Uh you know, so your head knows she's going to go and, and this is going to be the end of it. And she's going to have to die sometime. Your head also tells you that her husband of 2 million years had died the year prior. So of course it's, you know, it's, it's inevitable um, that she's going to be lonely and kind of ready to be with him. If you will, I was still a little surprised because I think somewhere it's just like, Oh wow. She's such a fixture. She's just so, like omnipresent that it was just one of those like wow how can this be the end of an era but in reality when you have a 96 year old person i mean are can you really ever be surprised i mean they're 96 (laughs) i just looked it up and what percentage of the population even lives in 95 and it says the odds are 31 percent so you know three out of 10 people yeah will live to even you know 95 so i look at that as a, a life well lived you made it you know, it's it's always sad when someone passes, but got to look at it like you, you made it in your 90s. I think yeah. uh, she did good and had a had a great life. And, you know, it was again, it was the biggest one, but the one I was least shocked about. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and to your point, it was probably the biggest. It was the most coverage. I mean, I feel like the woman had a two month long funeral. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it just never seemed to end. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was a really big one and, uh, you know, still pretty shocking, but not shocking. I mean, honestly, again, 96. Um, so let's go into something that when I was making my notes, when you and I originally talked, I had like kind of a definitive answer to this, just of the most shocking death. And I, a shot from the hip. I knew immediately who I was going to put down, but then when I was going back and making my notes for, um, the show today, and I was writing names down, I was overwhelmed with names of people that I'm still shocked when I see it. And it's one of those, like it happened and it's like, oh, holy shit, I forgot that that happened. And even when I'm going back and looking at the Facebook page, you know, the co- you put the post out of so-and-so died and then the comments underneath it are shock. Wow. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Um, so... I have several when I thought for sure I was going to walk into here and have one name on my list. Do you have a standout name or do you have several as well? So we talked about this. I have several shock names. Right. Um, I mean, do you want me to go? Th- I'll go through them right now. I think. And I ranked them from most shocked. <laughs> okay. My number one most shocked was Kirstie Alley. I think okay. that just really... I had no idea she was sick. Yeah. So when I, I heard the announcement, it just, you know, was like, wow. I just, that was not one I was expecting. Yeah. She was on my list as well. That was, that was shocking. My second most shocking was Ray Liotta. Yeah. Because yep. I know he plays an older man in a lot of the movies. Like Blow, he played Johnny Depp's father. And I never could look at him as that old man. He he just doesn't look old to me. Mm-hmm. And he's older. I know it wasn't age, but I didn't realize he was sick. Obviously, Bob Saget. Right. That one would just came out of left field. And when it was determined, he hit his head and, you know, had some internal issues. That was a shock. And that, and honestly, think about that, too, because that happened. That set the bar incredibly high because that happened right at the beginning of the year. Yep came completely out of left field. Um, you know, Bob Saget stand up is fairly raunchy. So it was one of those like shocked, not shocked. Hmm. Could it have been like a secret drug overdose thing? Um, 
so it was still but you know he's kind of like america's dad if you will because of his full house career so it was incredibly shocking and then to find out like you just said that he died from hitting his head and it was some sort of weird trauma that doubles down on the shock factor because i mean you want to talk about just a complete fluke accident right and that again that happened right at the beginning of the year so then it was you know that was where the bar was set until the end but go on then i've got uh irene Kara. i have her on my list too that was shocking she is one of those that's just kind of faded away that's really not on anyone's radar until you hear something like this and then you're like oh my god i didn't realize yeah she was as old as she is or if there was something wrong so that one you know that was that hurt that was sad and then i have to just because this was a shock was twitch just because he just ended a really good run on uh ellen ellen show yeah and you'd think that coming off such a successful show was going to open more doors. It's just a reminder. You do not know what's going on uh, right. in someone's personal life. And and to find out that it was mental illness and depression and he was found at the hotel that he shot himself. It's like, oh, my God, this guy seemed like he had the world in his hands and the opportunities probably were coming from everywhere. And he was a family man. I mean, he has young children. It just is devastating on yeah. so many levels. So those were probably my five shocking ones but i could have put so many more on the list right um i saved one of them let me tell you who mine are and we can go through these because i think that we'll hit all of the shock factors with some of these so twitch was when we first talked this morning um about this that was the one that i immediately was like that is the most shocking to me because again that is one of those you just really never know what is going on in someone's personal life in someone's head um, it's terrible that he ended his life on his own and that he, he did this. Um, and then it really just kind of makes you wonder, you know, all of these kind of like happy go lucky, funny man, you know, like I think of Robin Williams and it's just like, are any of them happy? Are any of them like legitimately happy? Just being, you know, like the center of attention, funny guy, or is there really truly, something more painful underneath it so it was just really that was really heartbreaking to me but I, the, the one thing i'll say about twitch in regards to the game thank god nobody had him on their no list no joke if you did shame on you yeah i mean that was i don't think anybody could have no been there's no that. way that was just yeah. way out of left field um and in fact when i saw it pop up um that he had died i thought it was a mistake i thought that it was like a glitch where somebody had put like a headline and then used the wrong photo or something like that. Like I, I really, it took a minute for it to register like, Oh no, Holy shit. This is for real. Um, and honestly, that was one of the biggest ones that I had the most people reach out to me with a Holy crap. Did you hear text or phone call or, you know, email something. So it obviously impacted a lot of people that they were all, you know, so overwhelmed and sending stuff. So he was going to, he was going to be my number one, but then going through the list, I too had Irene Cara. Um, I too had Kirstie Alley. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to plug one of my most favorite movies of all time, which is drop dead gorgeous. Um, it is a cult classic. It did not do well in the theaters. It probably didn't do well in video <laughs> sales either, but it is one of the greatest movies of all time. Kirstie Alley plays, Uh, beauty pageant mom to uh, Denise Richards, who's her daughter. And I mean, it's a huge cast. Allison Janney is in it. Um, Kirsten Dunst is in it. Um, It's huge. And it's funny as hell. And it's probably one of the movies that I just quote all the time around the house for no good reason. You know, oh, are we all cops again? Like, it's so fucking funny. Um, Kirstie Alley, one thing a lot of people don't know, her first major acting role was in my favorite, and I'm not a Trekkie, you know that from mm-hmm. our Star Wars discussions, but my favorite Star, Star Trek movie, uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, was her first major theatrical role. But before that, what a lot of people don't know, and you can Google this and go on YouTube, she was one of those starving actors or actresses that was on all of the game shows. She was on 
oh. like, match game as a contestant. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, she was on Password with Lucille Ball, but she was the, the she was average. The, the average she was Joe. was the average Joe funny. with the celebrity. So she kind of lived that life. But, you know, my big thing whenever I think of Kirstie Alley, it's, you know, Star Trek Two, Look Who's Talking, and right. then uh, Summer School. I mean, I thought she was fantastic See, in it- Summer School. That's so funny because I remember her. One of the first things that I remember her in was a mini series back in the day when they used to do mini series. Now they call them, you know, like what special releases or, you know, something like that. But back in the day, it used to be called a mini series and it was like a five night event or a four night event or whatever it was. And she was in it. She was in North and South. Patrick which is- Swayze. Patrick Swayze and Jesus Christ, this I will hum the theme to North and South still 40 years later. And she was the Northern, she was a sister. I think she was Patrick Swayze's sister or something, but she was in the North. And I remember that she had sex with a slave and it was scandalous, scandalous back in the 80s. Oh my goodness. Um, But yeah, so she was on my list. Um, also on my list was Christine McVie because, uh, from Fleetwood Mac, nobody knew she was sick. Um, she, I believe got sick very quickly. They have not said it, but it looks all signs kind of point to COVID maybe. Um, they've not said that that's just me speculating around a water cooler, but to hear that she like got very sick super sick and then all of a sudden died was that was incredibly shocking to me because I love Fleetwood Mac um another one that was really shocking to me was Naomi Judd which was another suicide and I'm not a country music fan I couldn't tell you one single song by the Judds but that was another one of those that it's just like wow I I gotta be honest with you when I heard she died I was like oh I thought she already did die. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's I was funny. like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, so it's official now. Um, and then I had two more as most shocking. One of them was William Hurt. And the only reason I put yeah. him on the list is because when I was going back through, I'd forgotten that he had died. And so now it's just like, oh yeah, that's I again forgot. And so wow. Um, and then finally Leslie Jordan. Um, oh yeah, the the comedy. Yeah, yeah. That one still kind of stings a little bit, but it's just and he, I mean he died like in a car wreck, so it's like he wasn't sick, he wasn't you know, and he just died like coming back from Walgreens. And I'm gonna throw Gilbert Gottfried as my okay. sixth shock. That was another one that you're like, whoa, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't that old. He was in his sixties. Yeah, I mean you know it's just. Yeah, it's just one of those. It just it just hits you. I know. I know. Isn't it crazy? You know what's uh-huh. even more crazy than that? Is that your whole shock list or do you have more? Nope, that's it. That's all of them. You want to hear the most crazy thing about our shock list? What? Neither of us had uh, Anne Heche. <laughs> <laughs> so we, are, we are not shocked that Anne Heche died this year. We're not shocked at that at all. <laughs> uh, may, and I would even say that how she died is very atypical, but I don't know that any of us are real shocked about that either. Do you know they said it wasn't drugs or alcohol? I mean, she flipped her lid driving that car. She was chasing someone and went through a house. Uh-huh. They're saying it wasn't drugs or alcohol in her system. Okay. Well, good. Great. Yeah, that's great if that's the ap- case. Apparently, we weren't shocked. <laughs> no, I was not shocked. I'm more shocked about the weird... Uh, helicopter footage that happened after she crashed into the house where it looks like she sat up after being put in a body bag. So that's a little shocking to me, but you know, neither here nor there. Um, so let's talk about the most, I guess, heartbreaking or the ones that are really going to like leave a mark. Well, is this when you, is this what we're saying is the most impactful? Probably the most impactful. Yes. All right. So for me, and I didn't mention this in my most shocked because I saved it for most impactful. Okay. But this is clearly my number one most shocked was Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. 
I think part of the reason was he's my age. Actually, I think I'm a little older by several months. Um, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. And we grew up and liked the same music. He was a huge Van Halen fan. So much so that he would wear the striped shorts at all the concerts. And what's also impressive is they were able to pull together the two tribute shows within the same year he passed away. Yeah. Now, within those two tribute shows, Eddie Van Halen's son came out and for the very first time played Van Halen songs, knowing Taylor was a big Van Halen fan. And as a lot of people know, they have done nothing like that for Eddie Van Halen because the Van Halen camp can't get their act together. So (laughs) for me, it was kind of a, a double... Uh, a double tribute. Double tribute because it was for Taylor. But then Eddie's son came out, came out, played a couple of Van Halen songs, did a fantastic job. I think he's finally cementing his place as a true musician and guitar player, not just because he's Eddie Van Halen's son. But that was my biggest and my the impactful one. And again, it's just being a Foo Fighters fan, liking the same music, really growing up in the same era with the same influences. And it's, it's just a sad story that it was drugs. I mean, it's, again, you don't, you don't know what's going on in someone's personal life. I mean, he's a family man. His son came out and played my hero and did a fantastic job, but it just, again, it's sad. We only see the good of the entertainers, you know, Mm -hmm. when they're on, we don't see the other 20 hours of a day when maybe they're rehearsing or have downtime or what's really going on in their lives. You know, I'll remember Many years ago, uh, when our office shared a parking lot with a hotel, we had tour buses mm-hmm. that would park. And, you know, being the person I am, I always want to go see who it is and meet a celebrity. So I met the lead singer of Three Doors Down, Brad Arnold. Okay. He happened to be standing outside the bus. And I just made the comment that, wow, what a cool way to make a living. And he says to me, yeah, but you get to go home to your family every night. And that stuck oh, with me. Yeah. That stuck with me. It's like, yeah. you know what? You're right. I mean, I go to the concert. I get to go home. You perform at the concert, get all the uh, adulation, accolades, mm-hmm. but you get on a bus and you drive for many hours and you do it again. And maybe you don't see your family for a while. So again, we don't know what's going on, but that was my big impactful one. Yeah. That was that. I would say that was pretty impactful. I am. Not the biggest Foo Fighters fan. I did read Dave Grohl's book over the summer, um, you know, pretty much right after Taylor died. Right here called Storyteller, if you haven't read it. Yep. It was decent. It was, um, yep, it was, it was good. Um, it, it, it brought it home in the fact that for me, um, as a Nirvana fan, more so than a Foo Fighters fan, um, the book really kind of showcased that what I thought was a very tight, close-knit relationship between the members of Nirvana really wasn't the case. It almost felt like Dave was really just sort of like a hired hand. Exactly. Um, and so that was kind of... That was a very Wizard of Oz moment for me because I I was I had thought that they were super tight knit. Um, so knowing that they weren't and then knowing that he was very close with Taylor and they he had kind of felt like he found his brother from another mother, that really hit hard reading this after Taylor had passed. And just knowing that like Dave had kind of found his second family with this and now he's gone. So that was, that was pretty sad. There was um, a really good documentary. I think it's on HBO max that was on Alanis Morissette. Yeah. And what I didn't realize was how close he was. Taylor was to her and her band. Mm. So she wrote all these songs and they just put this band together and Taylor was the drummer and he was on that whole tour when her first album exploded and right. all the award shows. So he had an incredible career before even Perfect. going into the Foo Fighters. And it's just, you really get to know him. He 
is a genuine person. You know, you have rock stars who are rock stars, but then you have rock stars who say that they're just fans that mm-hmm. are playing music. He was that guy. He, yeah. he was very relatable to you and me. He was a fan that just happened to play music. Yep. I agree with that. Um, so I would say my most impactful for me, and I won't dwell on it terribly because it is local. And unless you're from the St. Louis area, this isn't really going to, you're not going to care. Um, but if you are from the St. Louis area, you'll know that um, for me, it was Jeff Burton was the most impactful. Um, I've listened to Jeff since I was probably 15 years old. He's been a staple of St. Louis radio for 30 plus years. And um, so for those not listening in St. Louis, why don't you give a brief bio of him? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I don't know the man, but from what I remember for him, from him, um, I first found Jeff on the morning show with um, KPNT, which is 105.7 The Point here in St. Louis. And um, Jeff was on the morning show, the, a morning show called Jeff, Trish, and Tom. And it was Jeff Burton, Tom West, and Trish, somebody, Gazelle, um, were the three hosts. Um, in a brutal twist of irony, uh, Tom West actually passed away a couple of years ago. I want to say in 2019. So two out of the three hosts of this show are now dead, um, which is just shocking to me because they're not old. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're in their 60s, 50s, you know, like this isn't old. Um, but anyway, I found them on this show, Jeff, Trish, and Tom. I immediately loved Jeff. He has this very dry sense of humor. He's very witty. I don't know that I've ever met somebody that's been able to crack a joke as fast as he can. Um it's just, he was just brilliant. Um, Jeff, Trish, and Tom, I believe, got canceled um, because Jeff and Tom were, I think they got banned, if I remember correctly. I know at one point they did get banned, but I don't know if that's really what ended it. Um, but then I started trying to find Jeff on other stations. Um, he actually ended up on another station Um on the Dave Glover show in the afternoon for a little bit. Uh, and that was like in drive time in the evenings. And so I would listen to him over there for a little bit. And then when he landed at the Rizzuto show again, back on the point in the morning, that was kind of like a permanent home base for him. And that's been on the air now, I think seven years. So, um, like I said, I've just listened to him forever. He was diagnosed with cancer about a year and a half ago. And there's just, you know how sometimes you just know it in your bones when you hear something, you just know this is not going to be good. That is what I felt when he said that he had cancer. There was just something in me that I just knew this is not going to end well. And I vividly remember peeking, like I was, I always listen to them in the morning in the bathroom when I'm getting ready for work. And I remember peeking out of the bathroom into my master bedroom. And I told my husband, I said, just so you know, when he goes, I am not going to be well. And he kind of nodded and he says, he's going to be fine. And I said, I hope you're right, but just so you know. And uh, so he passed away. So that was a big, that is a big one. That will forever be a big one for me because I just kind of assumed I would listen to Jeff forever. Um, So that was a really big one. And then I got to say, maybe my second most heartbreaking one is probably Twitch. Just because he's so young. He has such a young family. Um, I, like, met, air quote, met Twitch uh, when he appeared on So You Think You Can Dance. And I was a huge, huge, huge So You Think You Can Dance fan in the early seasons. So much so that uh, I happened to be in Tampa for something. I don't, I think my husband and I were in Tampa for something and it happened to be around the same time that the So You Think You Can Dance tour was around. And we were like two blocks away from the convention center. And I said, let's go. And we went to like the back entrance. I mean, I was, you know, I'm in my late thirties and there's like 12 year old and 11 year old kids standing there waiting for (laughs) autographs. And I'm in line with them ready to like get my picture taken. So somewhere on an old flip phone 
are pictures of me with some So You Think You Can Dance cast members. Um, I don't think that was the season that Twitch was on, but like that was a really big, when he was on it, that was very memorable to me. He was just so charismatic. And so just to hear, you know, I think if he had died from anything else, if he had died from sickness, if he had died from illness, even if he had died in a car accident, I think it would still be shocking, but less shocking in the fact that he took his own life. And that's just so devastating to me that anybody thinks that that is going to be, you know, an answer to an issue. And it's just very sad to me to think that this guy, like you said earlier, just had like the world on a string and, you know, was seemingly so happy and so carefree. And just, you know, two days before his death, he's on TikTok posting dances with his wife, who was also on So You Think You Can Dance. I do think I have a picture with her, by the way. Um, But like posting pictures, you know, or dances with her and, you know, this is, this is what happened. So that was just really sad to me and very tragic that that's how that went down. Um, so I would say that was probably my most heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, looking at this list though, I mean, we could talk about so many, I mean, Olivia Newton, John, um, you know, uh, you know what? Speaking of Julio, let's talk about Olivia Newton John very quickly. But like, has anybody done a well check on John Travolta? Because he lost Olivia Newton John and Kirstie Alley this year, and both of those are like <laughs> quintessential. True. You know what I mean? Like these are quintessential lifelong John Travolta co-stars. Travol- yeah, John Travolta. Yeah. I mean, like he has said. You know, that him and Olivia Newton-John remained friends up until the day she died. He and Kirstie Alley remained friends. Like, has anybody made a phone call to this man to make sure that he's doing okay? Because, like, this is this is some big stuff here. Um, yeah. For those of you playing the game, you may want to put him on your list next year. <laughs> that's so cold. <laughs> that's, that's why we play the game. That's why we play the game. Um. Yeah. All right. So let's switch gears. Not really <laughs> switching gears. Um, but we've gone through most shocking, least shocking, most impactful. Is there anything that we haven't covered? Is there anybody that we missed that we feel like we need to talk about? Um, I mean, I think those are the main big ones. Right. Um, can I can I give you two like, huh, that's interesting kind of okay. things. OK, so earlier this year. Um, we actually have an episode. So if you want to go back and listen to old episodes, we have an episode called the Seinfeld moms because both moms from Seinfeld, um, the actresses who played Jerry's mom and, um, uh, George's George's mom. Oh my gosh. His name fell out. Okay. Um, both of those moms died. Uh, they were the same age and they died like within a month of each other, which I thought was a very like, huh. That's interesting kind of thing. And then I also, going back, doing my notes, I noticed that um, two people from Sesame Street, like our generation right. Sesame Street that we right. would have watched and grew up on, two of those individuals died this year. So Emilio Delgado, who played Luis, um, he died in March. And then Bob McGrath, uh, who obviously played Bob, um, he died just a couple weeks ago they were beginning of December but I just thought that was kind of interesting because like that is a hundred percent like your childhood is dying because those were the guys we watched you know I remember them so. oh absolutely and yeah. they were I think on the show pretty close to the end I mean they were on for a yeah. long time yeah and I, so, they were like definitely like founding members they were Street. Bob they were, was definitely Bob was an original yeah um I'm I'd pretty have to sure Luis was was Luis as well feel like he was because I remember I had grown up a little bit so I don't really remember watching it but I remember knowing like oh excuse me Luis and Mar- Maria got married they got the married they yeah and like that was like a big deal yeah. um so yeah so I just thought that was kind of interesting that was you know like a huh okay oh yeah so, yeah um so yeah on your list who do you have that we need to talk about well let me do this I put together a list just for this podcast of all the big names that passed away in 2022. 
Okay. Being that it was such a extensive year. Keep in mind so, that this is like an hour show, so we don't need to go through all of them. No, we're just going to read going to read the names. Some <laughs> of them we've talked about, some we haven't. All right. So literally on January 1st, Dan Reeves, former coach of the Denver Broncos, Sidney Poitier, Bob Saget we talked about, Meatloaf, mm-hmm. Louis Anderson, William Hurt, Taylor Hawkins, Gilbert Gottfried, Naomi Judd, Ray Loita, Pat Servino, Tony Dow, Olivia Newton-John, Anne Heche, Queen Elizabeth, Coolio, Loretta Lynn, Angela Lansbury. Oh, Robert yeah. Coltrane. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Angela Lansbury. Okay, yeah. Robbie Coltrane from Harry Potter fame. Mm-hmm. Now, this one, I don't know who it is, but he goes on our uh, subcategory of rappers that passed away. Take off. <laughs> okay. Don't um, know. Aaron Carter. Oh, yeah. That was big. Jason David Frank, the Power Ranger who committed suicide. Right. Irene Cara, Christy McVie, Kirstie Alley, and Twitch. That's a huge That's a big year. list. That's I mean, a big this list. This is a big list. And I don't, this isn't, and then you just mentioned the two from Sesame Street. There's others I didn't include because they just weren't as recognizable names. Right. But this, I would have to think, may have been the most active year we've ever had since we've been doing the death pool. I think it's, I, I don't disagree with that. I feel like it's yeah. been a very busy year and it's been pretty significant big names. Um, one but that think, think I about would, this, huh. the older we get, the more yeah. it's going to, because these are the ones we know. I mean, in our right know, 15 years ago, it would be, who are these people? Now it's like, these are the people we grew up with. Right. I so agree I with that. Th- I hope this is an anomaly and not the trend. Right. That's true. Um, it's funny that you say that with the names, like just who you know, because I don't know. I think I got like in some weird algorithm on TikTok and it, it was showing me like celebrities who got engaged this year, celebrities who are going to have a baby. And I'm clearly beyond that threshold now because over half of the people that they listed, I wouldn't know them if they were standing next to me at the grocery store checkout. Oh, like- I know. Absolutely. <laughs> or the Golden Globes host this year. I couldn't even tell you who it is, but I was like watching Bruce Springsteen last night on the tonight show uh-huh. and they announced the Golden Globes and the host and it's not Ricky Gervais. And I don't even know who this guy is. Who is it? I don't need, I don't know. You have to look right. it up, but even if okay. you looked it up, I wouldn't know who the guy is. That's right. scary. It's passing us up. Well, that's what happens though. Right? I guess. I guess. Well, I like these high school girls. I get older. They say the same age. All right. Golden all right. All right. Globes. Golden. I'm Googling it. Golden Globes host. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Gerard Carmichael. Now, anyone probably I think under it's the age. Jared. Jared, Gerard, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. Jaqueline. <laughs> right. Jaqueline. So, um, yeah, I don't it's know. Like, hey, but you know what, though? I'm looking at this here and I'm seeing Jeremy Allen White is nominated for Best Actor in The Bear. Good for him. Do you know who that is? That's uh, Lip. That's Lip. Also, who's anything. actually Lip is going to be in the biopic of the Von Erich family that was a famous family of wrestlers in the 80s where I they, are, them. they all passed away. All of them are dead? I think he is playing Carrie Von Eric. All of them are dead. Oh, all of them are dead. There may be one that's alive, but they all died. I have died. no idea. Oh, yeah. Wow. Rest- wrestlers, the median age for a wrestler uh, is probably in the 40s. Football wow. players, probably in their 50s. But wrestlers do not make it very long. That's nuts. Um. So do you ever watch these things? And we are getting way off topic, but this is kind of interesting. But do you ever see these again on my TikTok algorithm? I have one that comes up often where it's celebrities written in the same font. So it's like people that look very similar to one another. So it's like if you've ever looked at like Alice Cooper and um, Steve Carell, like they look identical. But one of them that popped up recently is old Gene Wilder and Jeremy Allen White. Oh, yeah. They're a dead ringer dead absolutely it's creepy like it's i mean i'm wondering if he's like reincarnate because it's he's dead on gene wilder you know what 
I know we're getting off topic, but I heard something really interesting the other day. You know uh, the movie Trading Places? Yeah. Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Do, do you know that Looking movie? Looking good, Lewis! <laughs> that movie was originally written for Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Really? Yes. That would have been good, too. That would have been good, too. Those are two okay. comedy greats that were definitely missed. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing right, I so... want one thing I want to talk about really quick, you mentioned TikTok. It is December 27th. We need to talk about this ridiculous TikTok trend that just exploded <laughs> over the weekend. I saw this. This is great. Where everybody was shocking <laughs> their family members at their holiday parties with people <laughs> saying they passed away, but they didn't just to get everyone's reaction. Now yep. I've been watching now it, it like Happened for a day and now it's done. So if you missed it, you missed it. Right. But I'm just trying to think of like the really obscure, funny ones. I think there was a lot of John Bon Jovi's. Yeah, I saw those. There was John. There was uh, one of them, obviously, was Oprah. Yep. I saw that um, one. Tom I saw Cruise. A, I saw a couple Donald Trumps. I saw a couple Donald Trumps called a couple Joe Bidens. Yep. Um, but I saw Tom Cruise. Okay. Um, I saw one for Slash. Okay. Really? Mick That's Jag- interesting. Mick Jagger. Okay. Billy Joel. Elton John. Uh-huh. But I think what's so funny now, it's like no one's going to believe anybody. Right. You know, but it was funny getting these people's reactions. It was very, a very mean joke. Yeah. But it's like, they're just sitting around like, oh my God, John Bondovi, dead at 60. And somebody would scream. What? Oh right. God, no! But... I mean, this thing took off for like a day. So I'm thinking, I'm glad it didn't happen to me because it would have really messed up my death pool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think it's funny that it's, I kind of think it's funny that nobody played that on you or I because how invested we are in this. They know (laughs) we'd be like, whatever. (laughs) Right. Show me the, send me the TMZ article. Otherwise I don't believe it. Actually, I tell you before you know, so I know it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? I think though, so I talk about that. Tell me a TMZ article. So let's, we got a couple of emails and I want to take a minute to go to our little mailbox here and, and answer a couple of emails. So, um, but first, if you ever have any questions or comments you would like for us to read on our podcast, please send them to celebrity death pool podcast at gmail.com. And we're excited that we're starting to get some emails. Yay. People, people like are us. Listening. <laughs> Yay. People like us. So one of the things here that I wanted to touch on was um, we got an email from Holly. Hi, Holly. Um, and she asks, what is a celebrity? How do, how do we define a celebrity? And I will tell you that we do have a definition of what a celebrity is. We do have a complete list of rules on our Celebrity Death Pool page, um, our Facebook page. So if anybody's ever interested and wants to see what those rules are, it's there. It's a it, it's pretty intense uh, what we have listed there. Uh, one of them is, is clearly we cannot be involved in a celebrity death. Otherwise, not only will that not garner you points, but it will probably also award you some jail time. So we are just simply bystanders here. But Our criteria for what is a celebrity is, is that it has to be a death that is going to be widely reported um, on big news circuits. And in all honesty, we kind of use TMZ as sort of our gold standard because they tend to break it before anybody else does. So really and truthfully, and now to double down on this, We've added a rule for the game that in order for the points to count, it has to be posted on our Facebook page in order for the points to count. So if TMZ breaks the news that so-and-so died, someone, anyone, anybody playing, even somebody not playing, I don't care who it is, has to post it to the Facebook page in order for those points to be awarded. Um, And we did that for a couple of reasons. But primarily, it's a bookkeeping issue for me and the fact that, (laughs) um, I mean, to be candid, but I spend a lot of time Googling and searching some of these really obscure names uh, that people put on lists, which is great. It's great that people have these names, Um, but I spend a lot of time 
looking up to see if that, you know, person, did, if the last remaining munchkin on the Wizard of Oz happened to die or something like that. So if it's all in one place on our Facebook page, then I know. And I think for people who've listened and played the games, they know these are the, the big names. Like yeah. who you could fool somebody at a Christmas party saying they passed away to get a reaction. Those are the celebrities that we're putting on the list. Yeah. And we actually do have a safeguard as well with our celebrity death list. So the list, once the names come in, the list is published to our Facebook page. Everyone sees who you have on your list. And we do have um, a challenge. So if I see a name on Brad's list that I think that's not a celebrity, that is just some person you've made up, or this is some sort of like, e-list person that the only way that you're going to know it is because you watched some Disney special in 1998 and that's where this person was at I can challenge that name and um, if I get the support of the rest of the death pool people then we can have him strike that name and put somebody else on yes we will let our members who play have a say yes if we have a dispute to make it as fair as possible Yep, because I don't want anybody coming forward and saying, well, that's not a celebrity. Um, so, so far, knock on wood, we've never had that challenge happen um, because we're all, I mean, we kind of know the rules. We all know the rules. Right. We know what it counts. So, um, so yeah. So I have one more email. I know you've got an email. Um, my email is from Grant. Uh, he asks, why did you start this game? Uh, well, Grant, I would encourage you to go back and listen to our very first episode of this podcast. But the short version is that I happened to be listening to Howard Stern at the time. He had a very sort of rudimentary version of the Celebrity Death Pool, uh, where I believe that they just picked one name amongst his cast. And I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I evolved and ended up with a list of, it started out with 10 names. Um, and so, our, I don't even know if it was 10. It might've started out as five. It's evolved to 10. We've then added the wine house where you get double the points. I added the rule that you had to share points if you had the same name, because I was finding that everybody was putting all of the same names on a We're list. Up to 15 names. 15 names now. Um, and I have an announcement about those 15 names. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much how it started. And honestly, it started because I was a huge, I'm a huge pop culture fan. I still am a huge pop culture fan. Uh, I like, I like movies. I like music. I like TV and, you know, again, all these people are going to die at some point anyway. So why not make it a little interesting? So that was why I started it. But if you really want to know all of the details and the nitty gritty, I encourage you to go back to our very first episode of this podcast because we really go into detail about what that looks like. So what's your email? So I got an email from Nick in St. Louis, and he's asking, how do you go about choosing who you put on your death pool list? Mm. So this gets more into the strategy of the game. You know, obviously there's going to be those obvious ones that a lot of people have. And I'll just kind of cite Queen Elizabeth. Everyone knew she was in her nineties and it uh, probably the not so distant future she was going to pass. Right. But really where people have won these games is, you know, knowing the younger people and, you know, someone's sick or someone's living a very reckless lifestyle and taking a chance on a name. Um, What I do personally is, you know, we all have our smartphones and it has the notes app and I've got my two lists I use, but then I have what I call the bench. And anytime I'm (laughs) online or watching the news and I hear someone's done something stupid or someone unfortunately has now been diagnosed with something, or we have a young new rapper at the age of 17, I will put him on my list and keep my eye on him to see if I want to put them on. So that's kind of my strategy. I personally am not looking for the one everybody else has because, you know, I'm looking for the obscure. But one thing I found that's interesting about this game is you tend to stay in your comfort zone, meaning I'm looking more at the the musicians, the rock stars, more the hard rock, heavy metal, you know, TV movie. One year I got completely blindsided by a country star Mm -hmm. who had terminal cancer 
and I'm not a country person and I don't follow country. I had no clue. And I think half the group got points because I just wasn't up on that. So it's really interesting to see where people fall and the names that they pull. But I just think it's really just staying on top of pop culture and maybe just keeping a written list somewhere that you can refer to. Now, the one bit of advice I give is when you're redoing your list, do not completely wipe your list out. Just because they didn't pass last year doesn't mean they will not pass this year. But what's really interesting is I run two lists. I just chose to play two lists, kind of like at the blackjack table. You can play two <laughs> hands. I'm playing two lists. Everybody that died that put me in third place is on one list. Nobody died on my second list, which I right. think is so interesting because one of my concerns was, well, gosh, we have two lists. You could be losing out on points where if four right. people passed and two were on one, two were on the other. Otherwise you would have been ahead, but that didn't seem to happen. No, it was, I, I noticed that too, that you have one list that's very heavy and the other one that's very light, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I too have, I don't call it the bench. I don't have anything fancy like that, but I too have a list of names um, on my notes on the phone. Same thing. You hear something on the news, you see something on Facebook, you see something on TikTok, whatever it is. And I just throw it on there. I will even throw names on there of celebrities that maybe I haven't thought of in a while or haven't seen in a while. And something comes up where it sparks like a, oh yeah, that person, I may even throw that name on it because when it comes time to do final research, four names to put on the list, then I remember to look that person up and just see what have they been doing lately? What have they been up to? Are they in the spotlight anymore? Are they sick? Are they a recluse? Um, and in fact, I'll give, you know, disclosure here because it, whatever, it doesn't make any difference. But um, like I put Bridget Fonda on my yeah. list um, just because there were some pictures that were circulating recently of her like she's dropped out of the celebrity limelight and is like kind of a stay at home mom now. So I just put her on the list as a, like, let's look into her later and see what's up. She's Shelley probably Duvall. fine. Yeah. Shelley that's a Duvall. good one. She is on my list. <laughs> she is there. Um, but like, you know, Bridget Fonda is just like basically a stay at home mom. I mean, there's probably zero wrong with her, but it was one of those. It was a name I had not seen in a long time. It was a person I had not seen in a long time. So I just threw it on that list as a, like, let's check into this because we run our death pool from uh, usually February 1st-ish through the end of the year. So it expires on 1231. And then we have a, the entire month of January off. So it gives everybody a whole month to research, plan, plot, do what they're going to do, get everything ready. And then by February, we're ready to hit the ground running. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up about the game is I recently made an announcement to our game players in an effort to expand our game and draw in some new people is um, if one of our current players is able to draw in another player, a new player, someone that has not played before, our current player can choose to either have a second wine house on their list or add an additional five names to their list. And either one of those is a huge advantage um, because obviously five extra names gives you an opportunity for some pretty significant points um, even if you're sharing those names with somebody else, just knowing that you're going to be that much further ahead is a big deal. Um, and then having a second wine house, if they choose to go that route, wine houses get double the points no matter what. And so if you're strategic and how you do that, um, knowing that you can double your points potentially twice by having two different wine houses, that's a big deal too. So, I'm hoping that our current players take this opportunity to reach out to friends, family, coworkers, you know, fellow weirdos who <laughs> um, are usually the ones that come up to them and ask, are you still playing that weird game? Um, yes. Yes, I am. And here's your opportunity to play it too, because I would really like to see um, a lot of new faces on the game board next year the, the more we get to play the bigger the winning pool. that's right 
That's right. We don't do so, this just for fun, everybody. No way. There's hard, cold American U.S. dollars involved in this. Not only is this one of the most fun games to play, you can actually win money. You can. It's fun. Um, so any any predictions for 2023? You got anything that you think is going to happen? I'm calling 2022. I'm not officially calling it because, honestly, anything could happen. There's still five days left in the year. I truly do not call the game. And if you've been listening for a while, I really don't ever call an into the game until like a week or two into January, honestly. Um, because there's been plenty of times when someone has died December 31st, December 30th, December 29th, and it's not announced until a couple of days into the new year. Right. So I wait. I always wait before we announce an official winner. But then at some point, you do eventually got to call it. But for the most part, there's really only five days left. It's kind of like using your FSA. You have until December 31st <laughs> to spend the money, but you can use it or lose your, it. You can turn in your receipts up until like January 15th. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now is that it's just, I, I kind of feel like we're locked in on where we are. I don't really think it's possible for anything to shake out points wise. Uh, but we will definitely at the beginning of the year do a big congratulatory you know, winner circle kind of uh, thing. But do you have any predictions for next year? Any thoughts? You know what? This year shook me up so much with the surprises and the shocking deaths that I don't know what next year could bring. Again, it this year could have just been an anomaly and it could kind of go back to what it's been years past where it's, you know, okay, the obvious ones pass and maybe there's one or two mm -hmm. that shock us. But the amount that just, took me by surprise. I don't know. I think if anything, it's almost like this game has now been taken to the next level Yeah. because we're getting older. These names are becoming more frequent. The people we know and grew up with, they're getting older as well and stuff happens. So it's, you get, we got to up our game. If you want to, you want to try to win this. Yeah. I think, I hope from a, it's sad that people are dying. It's sad that these, you know, sort of heroes that we grew up watching are all leaving us from that standpoint. It's pretty tragic from a gameplay perspective. It's really exciting and it's interesting. And it's, you know, how is this going to shake things up? How is this going to be, you know, like how are people going to use this? Because some of these names are just complete wild card names. So is that going to mean that some people are just going to like pull a name out of a hat and stick it on a list and just see, let's just see what happens. Um, it's possible because I agree with you when I was, you know, like, like I told you, I originally figured that I was going to use Twitch as my most shocking. And then when I went back and started looking at all of these other names, there were so many that were just completely out of left field that, it's definitely not like it was in years past. I feel like in years past, it's always been, well, we knew they were sick. Of course, they're old. Um, you know that they're reckless. Whatever it is, it's kind of like no matter what, time's going to catch up. But a lot of these names were just really, really, really all over the place. So I don't have any predictions for 2023. Um, and as a reminder, as sad as it is that these people pass and as shocking as it is, again, the whole purpose of this game, it's a celebration of their life and their body of work mm -hmm. and the impact they've made on people's lives. So as, so as morbid and sad as this can be, that's the positive spin. So here's, here's the irony of what you just said versus what I was going to say in my next breath, because you're like, it's a celebration. It's, you know, these people did great things, blah, 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 blah. My next breath was going to be my prediction is in 2023. Preet's Andrew is going to die because <laughs> he's clearly a pedophile and someone's going to go. <laughs> but yes, celebration of life and all of the great things that they've done, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a, uh, It'll be interesting. That is for sure. So any other final thoughts? Yeah, I think we've, I think we've covered it all. This was a, a big, big one. This is a big one. So thank you. If you have stuck around uh, till the end of this one, we know that this was a pretty long one, but it is the end of the year special end of 2022. Um, 
So we'll see what the last couple of days have to offer to us, but be sure to tune back in in 2023 when we do uh, a celebration of our winner for the 2022 game. We talk about names that we're thinking about putting on for the 2023 game year. Uh, we'll recap if anything weird happens in the la these last couple of days. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to finish this year out. I'm excited to start 2023. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Send us your emails, send us your questions, your, your comments. Tell us you love the podcast. Tell us you hate the podcast. Send us your emails. We'll talk about it. And we will probably also have guest hosts on as yeah. well who are uh, players of the game to shed their perspective and some light on their thoughts. Would and love again, to have that. More guests. So the email address is celebrity death pool podcast at gmail.com. Correct. And if you're interested, you can follow along on our Facebook page at Celebrity Death Pool. Um, on Facebook, we are the Facebook page that on the banner thing, whatever it's called, um, it has a bunch of celebrity headstones. So there's like Rodney Dangerfield and Farrah Fawcett. Um, it's pretty easy to find. So be sure to follow along there. You can also see who's playing the game, um, who's got points. That's where we post all of our deaths, the whole thing. So please feel free to follow along. Thank you very much for listening. Um, this is 100% a uh, a labor of love, and we appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen to this. So, And we know that this is a very long episode. But again, thank you again. Brad, thank you for sitting in this time. Um, thank it's you. Glad, glad to have you back. And uh, with that, we will see you in 2023. Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you.